Breakfast Tomorrow, a weekly web comic since another episode of that record got me high pandemic edition yeah. that is very stuck that's rob elba and we are here for you we are happy to be uh talking to you guys and still bringing uh, great records it's like a public service about. it's like a public service it is, yeah like We're- i said i don't i don't like to throw the word heroes around but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of heroes uh, everyone that is a patron of our show, we, That's me, right. and Barry consider here. So, we do, uh, for sure. They have gone to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become patrons of our show, and we really appreciate you. We Especially do. in these trying, you know what is how annoying are all these commercials now that they'll say, uh, in these trying in times, these, to buy a these uncertain times. Yeah, go buy a car. But, uh, but in these uncertain times, we really do appreciate our patrons. Yes, And uh, we are speaking to a patron tonight who is also a guest, and will you introduce yourself, sir? Sure, this is John Mahoney. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little hoarseness there. John um, Mahoney. Now, John Mahoney, I'm con- that's like a coincidence, because last week we had a guest, <laughs> and her last name was Mahoney as well. Did you know that? Fascinating. Fascinating, I, I, right. I, I might know if I, if I actually listen to the show. Ah. No, I Ooh, oh, John, I, I like don't break your sister's heart. No, yeah. I, I like I liked her yeah, episode. Trish, I told her she did. Yeah. She did. She did great. John's sister, Trish Mahoney, uh, was our she's guest your last younger, week. Younger sister, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, she's much younger. Um, no, she's not much younger. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> Five years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, look at that. Uh, so, John, what you are a, a this is your second appearance. You did the the wonderful uh, debut by Killing Joke, and tonight you picked another debut record. What are we What are we doing tonight? Tonight we're doing the psychedelic furs. Beautiful. Psychedelic furs. Excellent. Yes, so you're all about the the it, debut album. Upon yeah, was, debut record. Was Killing Joke also from 1980? I believe it was. Uh, just like uh, Killing Joke, uh, I think this album's from 19. Well, I know this album's from 1980. Um, I think Killing Joke's first album was also from 1980. Yeah, so that was your sweet spot, uh, records that got you high sweet spot, uh, I guess, because that was actually, for me, I was realizing 
that time that was right you know the late 70s or that was when a lot of bands that we ended up really liking you know came, came out right uh yeah. the post-punk sort of the great big uh new wave post-punk uh boom <laughs> right yes yes yeah for me for sure yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a it was a big time we were you know we were uh, old enough to go to clubs and so we were going to the new wave lounge and just discovering a whole bunch of new music yes yeah. right i was i uh, wasn't quite old enough to go to clubs legally but oh. i was of course <laughs> visiting those same establishments through the uh, side door. Now, I remember I got... I I, I remember hearing this uh, record. A lot of songs uh, I realized were uh, familiar, obviously very familiar. Uh, They're classic. A lot of them are kind of classics, but I actually remembered I got their next album, Talk, Talk, Talk. That was the first... A lot of people. That I I got. Um, and that is album, also too. a great. It, it is. is a great album, but this but album, it's, but yeah, it's, di- it's different. This record was kind of it's kind of stands on its own in the in the you know history books or whatever as the way that it sounds and the way that it's. I always think of this record as being sort of monomaniacal, like it has certain things, themes, and words that he uses over and over, and they get repeated, and you hear in the diff like from song to song, and he seemed to be wanting to exercise whatever demons those songs were, um, those words were um, ah, okay. causing to happen, and because when you when I think of this record, I think of certain just certain words. But and um, it's and it's got a it's got a very driving, very powerful um, feel. Some of the songs are just like dance floor classics. You know, they really just are, are pounding and great and un- non and unrelenting. That's the thing about this record. This record is just sort of relentless in the way that it that the songs are played. Agreed. And and I do <clears throat> excuse me. I do love talk 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 also or talk. Yeah, yeah, me talks, too. Right, yeah, right. Yep. Um, yes. But this album, unlike the other Ferns albums, seems much more like almost a live performance. You can yeah. almost, you know, imagine being at uh, some, you know, shitty, smoky club yeah. and them doing this, and, and then, of course, you'd be blown away. Um, but um, because it's, it's just great, but um, it's live feel. Um, another Steve. Lily White production. Um, That's right, right. Which he was, later. he was the, he was like the new wave producer of the time because he produced like XTC, uh, Susie and the Banshees, Simple Minds, Talking Heads, Big Country. Like you could just, you could just name off so many bands that like new bands that he. Uh, yeah, he was this was sort of at the beginning of his ascendancy, though. And I, one of the reviews I read of the album, which said. You know, the sounds, he tended to, you know, he had a sound, and that the sounds that he used um, had not become, he hadn't become so, like, you know, he dial those in immediately when he um, got in the studio. So it, it doesn't have the same sort of bombastic drum thing. Like, it's more natural sounding. You wouldn't necessarily know if you listened to it, you wouldn't necessarily go, oh, that must be a Steve Lily White thing. Because you know, yeah, later, true. like that, that, like Peter true. Ga- like Peter Gabriel, he did him too, and that sort of big cannon drum sound got to be his thing, and um, that's not really as much here. I mean, there's some of it here, but 
it doesn't it doesn't affect your you don't it doesn't date the record the record doesn't doesn't have a dated production sound it's more about capturing the band rather than shaping them or producing them it, per it se. is yeah right and and actually and John I know as a guitar player the the thing that I really like about the first two records is that they had the two guitar players which uh, um, uh, Roger Morris left after the second album and then they basically just had uh, right uh, John Ashton on guitar so I like they used a lot of the two guitar players uh, a lot on the first two records and I really appreciate it I really do like uh, a lot right. of the guitar work too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good because they they made good use of the fact that there were two uh, distinctive guitar players. They sure did. And also, and also they had the that which wasn't wide, uh, widely used with uh, bands at that time, the new wave bands. But saxophone, there's a lot yeah. of saxophone on this record, and that definitely set them apart a little. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, I went digging. You know, I was good digging trying to find some live footage. I can't find any early live footage of them at all. I can't. It's find, hard, right? I, I don't. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like I wonder why that is. I, I don't know if they weren't. If they just went from zero to a hundred, like somebody saw them at a club or whatever, where they would not have been. Nobody would have been, you know, video them or anything. And then somebody said, you know, you need to sign these guys, like an A and R person. Um, what I can't remember what label this is on, but they. Um, you know, they, they seem to, they sort of, things sort of start to happen more after talk, talk, talk. And you see, oh, well, there's some, but a lot of times a band, you'll find something, you know, but man, it was just a desert. There was nothing there. This is on the uh, well-known uh, indie label, CBS. Oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. And, so, they, I mean, uh, that, and that is an auspicious start, as you uh, suggest. I mean, you know, just like zero to 100, like, oh, we're on CBS. Right. Right. And they got right. they were and, they and, actually, their, and the record came out over here because I got it. Um, I think I got it after talk talk talk, but I'm I, I'm I I can't remember. I had them both at the same time for sure. It would have been fun to do this episode at Laser Wolf uh, because the the album which I I still have I bought at Open Books and Records uh, by Leslie. Shout wow. out to Leslie Look at you with your early. You had when we did Killing Joke. I remember you had your original Killing Joke. Also, that's awesome. I do still, yeah. Look at you. And uh, and this one, I, I bought the import. I didn't even think about the fact that you know I don't know maybe this will come out domestically later. Um, right. It was kind of an unsophisticated record buyer, um, but so yeah. So I had the import, um, which does uh, mean that the song mix and uh maybe order or yeah it's different. one extra and there's they an extra and there's an and, extra and, and the order is a little different too, yeah you're right and um but they i was surprised well i mean i guess i i realized it but uh i didn't realize how six how successful they really were they're like one of the more out of the bands that came out they were they really uh had a lot of success and they did good you know as far as having like chart hits and everything they you know? did did you did i i actually got lucky and got to see them they did come to Florida once. Um, I, it was during after Forever Now came out, which is a record I, I like. Okay, um, I certainly don't like it as much as the the first two, but they played it to Banshell in Gainesville in I guess it was '83, and um, we drove drove up from Orlando, and you know I was thinking ah the Forever Now record I had I had bought it and I listened to it, but it, it was you know it was a little it the pop touches were a little more overt. Um, <laughs> But then live, you know, they were just a power. It was sort of, sort of shocking how how much of a powerhouse they still were live. 
because there was no sort of concession to that sound at all live. It was the raw guitar and the raw sax and everything, you know, relentless and full blast. And his voice, you know, just uh, growling out there in the heat in uh, in, in Gainesville. And the they after- weren't doing the uh, acoustic guitar and and cello stuff yet. <laughs> they were not. It was not in my <laughs> recollection. I mean, we we had a we were lucky. We got a case of Black Label beer in the can, and we were drinking that. And then some cute girl. This guy I know named Gene Marsh was there, and somehow he started talking to these cute girls, and one sat on my shoulders, and the other one sat on his, Gene's shoulders for the whole show, Really? Basically. Look at you. Barry, see, I never put you as a girl on your shoulders concert goer. Right? You know, the, the reason is because, reason is because <laughs> usually I'm not. I was, I was, right. I was, ex- I was drunk and having a great time. Oh, and then Revel- of course, that's a kind of a shocking. That record got me high revelation. Right, it there, was. Right? It was. A, it was a great afternoon. Um, and then after that, you know, Gene tried to continue their interest, but sure. I knew it was sort of like you know we're pretty losers yeah. from Orlando. We're going back. Yeah, going back once home. she got off the shoulders, that was it. shows over. Yeah, <laughs> it shows over. Thanks, pal. Thanks for the so beer John, and you, the ride. You're a big fan. I'm guessing you've probably seen them uh, more than once, right? I've seen them a few times. Regrettably, I didn't go to the last couple of shows um, when they came around the Culture Room because um, I just don't like the venue very much. Yeah. But oh, it sucks. Not- no, I'm right there with you. Culture, I hate the Culture Room. <laughs> but they were supposed to be here last night as the second show of That's a right. new tour. Um, that was going to open in Key West, and I would have gone. I was planning to go. My birthday was two days ago. The show was that would have been last great, night. right? If we went, yeah. all, we would all gone. Went to see them. Then I, goddamn this goddamn virus! It ruins. It's ruining everything. Seriously, it sure but, is. and the reason they're touring is because they have new material out, which is also pretty exciting because it's been, I think, twenty nine years or something absurd. Wow! 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 And all John, right, so, you, so John, you had a birthday a couple of days ago, right? I did, sir. Was that a, was it a significant birthday? Not a round number. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, but with COVID, you know, uh, you know, it could be my last. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, bada boom! All right. So, uh, real quick, they uh, founded in London in 1977, and and so they were they were around a little while. Uh, the main uh, Richard Butler and his brother Tim Butler are the. Uh, are the ones who formed it, and they're still uh, both in the band. Um, Tim Butler on bass, and this record came out, as we said, in 1980. So one thing we haven't really mentioned is Richard Butler is not your traditional rock singer, especially uh, uh, pop rock, which they're not pop rock, but they have, like I said, they've had hit songs. Sure. And uh, he's got this uh, raspy... Growl ragged voice that uh, what I also love is that it doesn't that it will break like when he pushes it it'll break up you know it won't and that sort of like adds to the charm of it I think you know he's got this uh, bust almost like a busted voice that just works (laughs) right it's like a Tom Waits Tom Waits sort of thing where you know it's just uh, but it and it's instantly instantly recognizable. It's like, right, oh, there right. he is. True. Yeah. And you know, I gotta say another thing. <laughs> like a, interesting. Oh if you at, during back in the day, you know, looking at these guys, they looked they're very pale and they look sort of unhealthy. And they were always the guys you thought, oh, you know, these guys are gonna, you know, dr- you know, die or whatever from drugs or burn whatever. Out. That apparently that's a just um, that is not true because they continue to. 
you know, they reformed in what, nine, in 2000? They got back right. together, and they've been together now for another 20 years. So right. that's well, not from, something... They're from England. Most people from England look kind of pale. Like <laughs> yeah, but they look, they look it, so. definitely, you know, extra so John, pale. <laughs> what were you saying, John? Um, I was going to say, oh, his voice. Um, it makes me think of a, of a guitar imp with a bust, like a blown yes, speaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. great. Is, but, it, but it's great. It, it's not Love a flaw. It. It's no, a feature. It's a feature. Yes. Um, and also, one before we get into the song, I just want to notice me and uh, Barry always like to n- notice as far as uh, crediting, and the entire band is credited with the songs, and then Richard Butler with, with the lyrics. But they they do credit the whole band with oh, that's all the great. songs, which is yeah, nice. That's, it's that's always a good, a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. That which band, is that's... another instance of, as you say, bands that do that tend to. Stay, stay together. Yes, right. Exactly. Equity. Yeah, have, that yeah, equity. Exactly. Everybody's yeah, got a. Everybody's got a stake in it. And uh, sort of, yeah. It's, it makes it. It's a secret sauce. It is. Uh, all right. So let's get into this record with this very long. It's got. We're gonna skip uh, the intro. I, I'm just gonna tell you. I will, no, I'll but I love. The, I love the fact that it has. No, no. I just want to. Uh, can I mention it? That it has a very long, quiet, moody intro before sure. the song. Like that lasts like two minutes yeah. until the song kicks in. But it's definitely. It definitely sort of catches you off guard, especially like if you first, you know, when you first get the yeah. record and you you're not sure exactly what you're gonna hear. Yeah. And then it takes so long for that to actually kick in. Your mom's. Uh, your mom starts pounding on the bedroom door. And, you know, (laughs) as soon as it gets in. So, Uh, all right. So let's listen to the opening track, India. And there's very the, the the interesting thing about it is the, one of the things that is sort of a more of a Lily White thing is that there's not too many crash symbols. Like he tends to be like use the beat is just like tom toms and and bass drum and uh, and and, uh, and snare and less of the crashing symbols, which tends to um, it the tension is just it doesn't allow the tension to release. That's what gives it that you know just. Um, sort of won't let you go feeling. Yeah, cool. Good observation. And he uses um, so, the and he uses the word flowers, 
and he uses the word stupid in this in in the opening track, and those words reappear. He supposedly oh, right. okay. said stupid about 23 times on this record. <laughs> Somebody I, I, counted one. I, yeah, sure. That's great. I actually, I read that he wrote uh, the lyrics to this one as a teenager, like years uh, before they even, uh, him and his brother formed the band. Um, uh, and, and I think like a lot of his lyrics, they're not necessarily to be taken literally. It's sort of poetry and a lot of it's a painting of uh, uh a picture with you know with words and uh yeah stupid india stupid on the carpet floor mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> we dance yeah. on the carpet floor and yeah. reel around so he's definitely painting a picture yeah but he really does like the word stupid india the place or india is a person what do you think i you know i never oh, thought about it until I, right now I but i always about thought about yeah. it as the place but thinking about it now you're right it's a it's a it's a it's a woman or a person Probably that's yeah. right, and Carol, and he does actually mention a woman. He mentions uh, Caroline, so maybe that's a, a real name, or who knows? But um, but there's no yeah. there's no there's no overt Indian influence on no. the song. <laughs> so maybe I, well, well the intro, maybe the intro a little bit. Maybe uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the moody intro yeah, part. Maybe sure, sure, sure. You guys probably saw in your research the uh, the interpretations uh, on songmeanings.com. I did not. You should gonna. gonna I checked that. I do check that out. Some guy commented on on most of the songs on this album, Falco Tron, and he said that he quotes Richard Butler. Doesn't say where, but uh, Butler's explanation supposedly was, "It's very personal, but I don't know what it means." Right, <laughs> which is good. That's there great. That's go. a great way of saying yeah. Go, just to like, just to avoid answering the question, yeah. Make yeah, it yeah, seem yeah. make it seem mysterious. But I don't. Yeah, but uh, I, I like I said something like this. He wrote it when he was teenager, and it's more just. I think it's more just like word. You know, uh, words painting a picture. But yeah, maybe you know the meaning isn't necessarily meant to be uh, dug in or take literally. You're just using words to sort of uh, create an effect, and they, he definitely does that. And delivery, his delivery, of course, is what sells. Yeah. You know, what sells it. And it's yeah. definitely solidly in the post-punk, you know, so uh, now, category. Now this next song, uh, the second song on the record. Give me a sec, though. Po- but, but before right, we go right, on, right. Um, sure, to sure. Barry's point, like, you know, there are themes that that recur on mostly, like, throughout the album. And hear about, you know, our useless lives. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. talks about right. useless. Um, I think that's the last word in flowers, maybe. Jesus, yes. Or something. Yes. And, um... And uh, India, um, stupid on the carpet floor. We dance upon the carpet floor. So just like you know, ah, fuck the, it all. We're just yeah. you know dancing. The carpet fun. might the carpet might reappear as well. Carpet. Yeah, I'm also not a fan of uh, marriages. I think <laughs> he shits on marriage a lot too. But <laughs> so yeah. That all right, but India. supposedly, all right. So the second song uh, he wrote the lyrics about a specific person who left for Europe. Uh, and let's uh, listen to a little bit of Sister Europe.
Sax sound, and then the um, the keyboard. Oh, I love that! In there. I love the guitar, that guitar figure, and the saxophone sort of yeah. playing off each other. That's so good. Uh, Duncan Kilborn, uh, Kilburn, we should right. mention. Uh, yeah, was a sax player in the first two records, and uh, it's great stuff. I don't think the flange was on the snare. It, there's a flange. There's a flange. That's I think running. it's a flange on everything. Yeah, right. There's one point. There's one part of it where there's there's just like uh, it's got the chorus on the sax, and it's got that that just very flangy effect and then you can hear in there there's the um it's the same sort of keyboard sounds you hear on the side two of heroes like the instrumental eno portion of the of that album and so that definitely left a mark on you know everybody that heard it so it's no surprise that steve lily white and the psychedelic first would be um happy to um show their love by stealing right. the sound <laughs> yeah and we have another four stupids in the song i think something like that <laughs> yes right, um, that's right. Uh, yeah um yeah words are all so just e- useless sound you know yeah yep. buy a car and watch it rust uh, you know again life is stupid and whatever let's dance <laughs> yeah this is his nihilistic record for sure yeah. yeah. In fact, I always misremember the cover of this record as being totally black. And then I see it and I'm like, oh, no, it's black in the background. And then there's this sort of purple, you know, purple monotone of the band, high contrast sticking out there. But whenever I, I always forget that and, for, and, and I go, because that's sort of the mood of the record. It has sort of a black mood to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think well, they put the colors on the U.S. and U.K. covers. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Actually, oh, I did, you're oh right. wow, I did see two different wow. ones. Yeah, I don't know which but, one. Um, I don't know which one I had back in the day. Probably the U.S. So, one because it was cheaper. So he said basically uh, about his. Uh, he said it was about my girlfriend uh, who I'd been going out with for years, and he said she's in she's in Italy at the moment. Uh, but it's sort of uh, so sort of it's sort of like he's lonely and he's and he's um, you know thinking about her, but maybe he's sort of just singing about other things to to sort of mask that or use it as yeah. a metaphor. It's no. interesting also that they, you know, you start off the record with a bang, but then you immediately drop down the tempo like a lot. So yeah, this yeah. is, you know, this is almost like, I don't want to, it's not like ballad, but it's definitely... Well, it's also, it also reminded me a little, which I hear hints of uh, Joy Division on this, and I definitely uh, think they were maybe in their minds in, in uh, Martin Hannett's production, and I hear some of yeah, that influence on sure. this, too. Yeah, sure. I mean, some, I'm sure that the, they were aware of, you know, they would have seen uh, seen Joy Division, and I, I think, you I know, would think. Ian Curtis right, John? Is, uh, Wouldn't you say that, John? Sure. No, I, sure, I'm, not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not well-informed enough to... To weigh in on that one. 
Oh, well, well going, neither are kidding. neither are we, nah. but we're doing it anyway. That's <laughs> sort of the point of the show. <laughs> That's our stock and trade. Yeah. Um, I, was, so I, was, I was actually in my head thinking about commentary. how that the uh, that the saxophone plays a pretty pretty uh, prominent part in this this one. It does. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, as far as how he sang it, uh, supposedly Steve Steve Lillywhite told him to go down to the pub, have a couple of beers, and when you come back, I want you to sing like it's three in the morning and you're talking on, on the telephone to someone. No. And I read that quote from him, and then I listened to it again, and I said, "Yeah, I could see that." You know, right? Is that why he turned Steinway into Steinaway? Steinaway, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sick up on the Steinaway. It's like that's not how you pronounce Steinway. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, I th- all right. So next song, one way I was one way or another. At some point, we all end up in a situation where we commiserate. Well, we feel like we commis- we could commiserate with Jesus on the cross, right? Can we all agree to that? Um, <laughs> sure, sure, Jewish guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where we feel. Oh, I'm just like Jesus on the cross. So, uh... <laughs> God damn you! God damn it! I'll leave that in. Yeah, I actually have that music. Yeah, this is all gold. This is all gold. I use that. I use that. I usually use it when people are prattling on, but that hasn't happened in a while. So. Uh, oh really? <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here with the with the uh, record cover in front of me, and, and I'm no, I mean at it. I mean guests guests oh, prattling okay. <laughs> on. And I, I just noticed that there's a typo on the, on the album cover where the executive producer is listed as being the executive producer like there's an extra really? C really <laughs> I wonder if they fix that eventually maybe you have like a maybe yours version is worth a lot of money or something ha it's uh, like a dead did. baby's probably cover alright let's try you imita- got the typo let's, cover yeah right let's try Imitation of Christ again let's see I rebooted the app and see if everything is gonna work there we go Last week, uh, the, 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 I, I know that John, you're a synth. You're somebody who, when you say, you know, you're going to know what synth it is exactly. But I just say it's a Moog that he, they would use that for the same sort of purpose, where it was playing the important melody in the background uh, of that record. Yeah, it did sound like Mini Moog. 
Okay, good. I got it right. And I want to say, Rob, I heard while I was trying to sort out our technical difficulties or my technical difficulties, um, that that cover, you mentioned the Velvets, and they are on the cover. There's a famous photo of the Velvets, and they're all dressed in black, and Lou is wearing shades, and Kale is wearing shades. okay, okay. And maybe they're all wearing shades. And if they're standing in a line and they're all, but this cover has got that. They definitely were like, let's make it look something like that because that picture had been, you know, around. So, right. uh, And it's got that vibe. It does. Uh, So, this is a great song, right, John? I I really, I I love this song. I I like pretty much the whole album. I know, I know. Yeah, right. But, um, you know what? this song in particular it's kind of like a more straight ahead just rock song and it wouldn't if, if you picture someone with just like a, a pretty voice like Bono or someone singing it it oh, would be God. a totally different it, it, it just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be the same you no. know it's like he it, Richard Butler's voice is like a, is like another instrument for psychedelic birds and it definitely adds so much right yes and Bono is like a tool Oh, poor, whatever. I didn't. I didn't say that to bash Bono, but just used him as an example. I know Barry's got a problem with Bono. Sting and Bono, Barry's got no, not as much. No, Bono, not as much as Sting. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who do you who do you have a problem with, John? What, what's the singer that you can't stand? There, there used to be this this band down here called the Holy Terrors. Oh, oh yeah, that guy yeah. was a dick. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Good one. Well Good played, one, John. John. See, well, we played. <laughs> well played. Well played. Thanks, sir. Um, all right. Well, it was nice having you on, John. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I don't suppose either of you know what the Warhol mo- uh, movie's about. Um, Knowing Warhol, I'm guessing it's not about anything. But probably, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot. It's a lot of long, static shots of you know things. I don't know. Actually, people staring honestly, at the camera. Know. Tell me, John. Oh. No, I, I, I definitely don't. I was hoping you knew. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, the lyrics in here, uh, this you who lie and scream, you fall to dust, you fall to dust, in walls of word, your words are blind. You speak and you are dumb and blind. The word that is your God is you who will fall so low and fall so far. So yeah, he's definitely, he's, he's definitely not having whatever <laughs> you guys, Okay. I've got the, uh, summer, the imitation of Christ, the Warhol film. The film itself is a realistic, dramatic comedy about a handsome young man called son, silent and moody, who spends much time in his bedroom with his family maid who feeds him cornflakes, strokes his hair <laughs> and reads to him from the imitation Christi. Elsewhere in the family home, the young man's mother and father lie in bed and argue over son, trying to analyze what's wrong with him, while at the same time admitting their physical attraction toward him and lamenting over their own sad lives. Son also has angry arguments there in his home with his abrasive girlfriend over minor matters. Intercut into the film are outdoor scenes of son ambling through the streets of San Francisco with a hobo. So I think we I can agree like it doesn't have anything to do with this not song. Not a thing. Not probably thing. not. And also, I feel like that review is probably more interesting than watching the movie. I, I would say probably, yeah. <laughs> Warhol films not are not are not going to get your adrenaline pumping. That's for sure. All right. So, any other any other thoughts on the imitation of a uh, of Christ, uh, John? No, it's got the recurring themes. For, you know, um, you know, things falling to dust and things being stupid and. Right, um, right, yeah, exactly. Carpet yeah. comes in again. 
It does. It does. Dancing Stupid carpet, is mentioned again. Flowers. He has a thing with carpet. He, well, that's um. why this record is so weird, is that he? it's almost like he had this list of words, and he was like, I got to work these in as wherever I can, because <laughs> it doesn't happen on... Um, um, talk, talk, talk. You don't know. It's not like that at all. There, mm-hmm. uh, every song is just discreet, and had, you're like, oh. Yeah, maybe he had some obsessions. You know, the, the, your first record, you got to get whatever you're, those yeah. things that have been building up inside you your whole life. You're getting it out. So. Certainly. All Certainly. right, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's take a little break. I know we're all in our own private locations. Are we drinking? What are we, what are we doing tonight? I'm drinking some rum tonight. Yeah. What are you guys in? By, are you drinking anything, John? I'm just drinking water. Oh, you have like oh. a vegan shake or something. Oh, I wish it. I had something more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Reverse uh, osmosis water. I mean, that's as good as I can do. Okay. Well, you could refill. Maybe, maybe throw in a go crazy and throw an ice cube in it or something. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna take a or, little break. Maybe we're, John. I bet John has got some of those ice cubes that are like the like round, perfect ice cubes. You got some of those like at the ball. I do have a mold for those. I, I never really oh, use okay. right. You know what? I'll just, real uh, full disclosure, that's what I'm using in my rum oh, drink. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so what rum, drink, what rum drink do you have, Rob? You're not just drinking rum. I know you better than that. No, I got that fancy. I told you I got that like 12-year-old rum that, uh, the, that a passenger gave me. Oh, me. oh yeah. So you're just drinking really that straight good. on some ice? Uh-huh. Appleton, yeah. The Appleton Estates 12-year-old yeah. rum, yeah. All right. All right. So we're we're talking. We're going to be back in a minute with more of John Mahoney and more of the Psychedelic Furs debut. This is That Record Got Me How. We'll be back in a minute. Gold, the Golden State Killer, which is actually pretty good. Um, this rapist killer. I mean, you love your true crime, man. You love that shit. But this one, this guy, fucking, you wouldn't believe how many crimes he committed. And it's it's insane. No, that, that's a guy they just caught recently. Yeah, yeah, right. right. They yeah, did. Yeah. And it's just. The, and he just looked like someone's grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And, and as a young man, he just looked like, oh, there's that guy. You yeah, wouldn't go unremarkable, you know. Um right. Much like all of us. All right, so let's get back into this. Uh, we are back with That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we are talking to Trish Mahoney's brother, older that's brother, right. John Mahoney. Which is how most people <laughs> refer to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, aren't you Trish's brother? Uh, and we're talking about uh, the Psychedelic Furs, eponymous debut. Uh, 
You did the first record you did with us was also an eponymous debut, the Killing Joke, and then Trisha's record was eponymous debut. So you guys, just the Mahoney's, bring the uh, bring the eponymous uh, debut game. Trisha and I both uh, were torn between the first and second albums. She, you know, for her, oh the right, yeah, that's or true. Because, and for me, this or Talk Talk Talk. That's true because both of these bands had great first and second records. Like that's no, right. no drop off in quality, really. No, you know, none. which is Zero. kind of unusual. It is, yeah. Um, but yeah, look at that. All right, so now we get into fourth song, which. Uh, a little less moody, a little more angry. And then this is, remember I mentioned about mar- uh, he wasn't crazy as marriage as an institution? I think this is the first example of that. Let's listen to a little bit of Fall. I'm telling you, so, man. He was so he, he was of, being he was he had something going on. Yeah, he had that <laughs> shit going on for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you what do you make of this, John? Uh, it's just again, you know, we will live our stupid dream. I think that's a line that kind of sums it up right there. Yeah. Um, yes. He's he's complaining a little. It's sort of he's he's not complaining. He's sort of moaning. He's sort of he, and he's also mocking. Well, the reason I, I was thinking it's called fall, and I think you know you, you use the expression uh, falling in love. You know, you fall in love, but you right. also you could fall, fall down, you, you could sure fall could. apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's kind of mocking the whole idea of it, but you know, I, I, I mean, it's like he's it's over the top. You know, it, it's a little over the top. But it's, yeah. It ends it's nicely though. I am you, and you are me. Tie me down. I will be free. Our love will have no end. Yeah, but the way he sings it, you, you you know that that's not what he means. I know. He's being yeah, totally the, sarcastic the next line, about John, it. what's the next line what? after our love? What's the next line after our love will never end? Parties for our stupid, stupid friends. friends. Uh, well, not at the, that's in it. That's in the middle verse, but at the end, he just ends on he on just our love will have right. no end. And John, John, you know something about having parties for your stupid friends because you have your awesome uh, New Year's party. <laughs> no <laughs> so idea what you're you talking about, Clyde Claude. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, oh, yeah, you that's have right. your invitation only New Year's Eve party. We should mention that. <laughs> if I right. a bigger house, I would invite everyone. You would. I think John would. I believe that. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I was going to – listening to this, I think, again, it's kind of ballsy that Richard Butler would say, I'm a singer. I'm going to be the singer for a band because – in no way would you know, and he and he's great, and it's awesome. But when he's singing fall, he's not uh, even no. attempting. You know, no. you know when some singers attempt to put a little uh, no. a vibrato in there, even when they nope. can't. It's like 
fuck that. He's just he's just barking it out. Yeah, rasping yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. It's 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 brilliant. Really. Do you picture him? And uh, I don't think that song lyrics are necessarily poetry, but there's certainly an overlap, and there are many poets who write lyrics or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, that's a separate debate, but he seems. I, I could picture Butler being like. You know, as a young guy sure. walking around with a notebook of sure. his poems, and, yeah. you know, smoking <laughs> right, cigarettes. Right. Of course, well, he looks probably, the part. Yes. He looks the part. Waif-like. You know, he's he's pale. He's skinny. He's got yeah. angular features. You know, he looks right. kind of like the star of. Uh, um, you could be describing John Mahoney too, in a way. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I also I used to call John Mahoney. He was John Mahoney was the Mister Spock of Coral Springs, Florida. So. John, uh, John has a more sort of a more piercing intellectual aspect. Yes, yes. the the scientist. Yes, the scientist. Sure. Yes. Jeez, thanks. That's good. Um, <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Well, you're, you're talking to two idiots here, so of course you know. <laughs> right. It, 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 right. It, it's a low bar compared to. Us, it's an so. imp- <laughs> it's an imp- improvised Three Stooges episode. It's your taking I do part like in. modesty. I, I do appreciate your modesty. <laughs> If I thought you guys were stupid, we, we I don't even know if you'd be my stupid friends. Right. Oh, you'd um, still yeah. be friends with us. I probably you, wouldn't be on your stupid podcast. <laughs> you have plenty of, that's true. <laughs> Maybe not. But you have plenty. Trust me, you have plenty of really yeah. stupid friends. Yeah. I know for a fact. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, right. So the next song. My favorite, uh, this is my favorite song on the record, this next one. Because it is what it says. It's called Pulse. And oh, it, that's it, right. it's right. just a, got let's a pulse it. to it. Let's listen to it. All right. Again, we get some words here. Useless, um, flowers. Yeah, saying the words for the idiot. Stupid. It's all in there. So as the young man poet that I'm imagining him to be, he's sitting around smoking there, writing in his notebook, and he's looking around, and he sees a bunch of shit that... You know, when you're young, you think a lot of shit is stupid oh, that other people sure. do. Oh, right. yeah. I know. Yeah, everything's stupid. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that I've. I don't know that I've actually moved away from that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a smart guy. So. Um. Yeah. I. I. I 
I really love the way he just throws out the lines here, like in that monotone, just throws them out. Yes. Uh, it's relentless. And it's, it's, it's and this breathless. Is, this yeah, song is this song is great the song. most relentless song on the record. Uh, the guitars are just, and then there's a break where there's just drums. And um, yeah, yeah, and, it's, and and again, you got the guitars, you got the two guitar attack, which is which is awesome. It, uh, it is, yeah. There's a little bit of a Buzzcocks. If the Buzzcocks were not cheerful, that's sort of what Paul yeah, says. Yeah, they were a little more goth, a little more goth, <laughs> a little more goth. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. Okay, so this next song, so we flip the record over, and now we have a, a now all of a sudden he loves everyone. Um, well, well, uh, you know, one he thing says, uh, the song is called "We Love You," but one can one thing I, I, I thought was interesting about the band I, I forgot I wanted to bring up was that uh, originally they were uh, they were vacillated between calling themselves the Europeans and right. the psychedelic furs. Yeah, but they but they decided uh, they used psychedelic furs because the word psychedelic they wanted to separate from the uh, punk rockers who you know who'd scorn anything psychedelic or right. anything from the yep. 60s and they kind of wanted to go against that which is kind of cool i think for a uh, and furs for of course venus and furs velvet underground there you they go. you know, get this, that right. wink wink so nod, this nod. one definitely this is one of the ones i think definitely has a velvet vibe for me uh, let's just yes. do a little bit of we love you His phrasing is great. Yeah, it is. Yes, but he's using the same. He's picking up things from the previous song, um, phrasing and and um, you know we are all. He uses the we are all. You know we are in the pulse. He says we are all Jesus. We all dream, and he uses the word dream in here. He uses the word. It was. It's almost like an exercise. It's like you know he had somebody. He had a list. Write five songs about stupid and five songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm in love with the whole dumb scene. Your blue car, um, Frank Sinatra, you know, Fly Me to the Moon. It's kind of, for me, it's kind of surprising to me that this was the first single from the album. And I'm wondering if the record company just sort of, because the, the a punk thing was so big, they sort of, because this definitely has more yeah. of a stripped down yeah. sort of punk feel. Yeah. And maybe they thought, oh, yeah. the, that's what the, yeah. we'll grab it. Because definitely. This wouldn't be necessarily my choice for the uh, first single from the no, record. No, it's a, it's a good song, but it's just a little surprising to me. Well, it's the outright pandering when he says, I'm in love with the BBC. Oh, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he wasn't sarcastic at all. Uh, You're not, probably not at right. All. Yeah, that's so funny, after John. He says, I'm in love with the factory, and you know he is. 
Yes, wow. right. Yeah. So who knows? Um, yeah. He's, he's all about. Uh, what am I trying to say? Being literal and being sarcastic. <laughs> he is. Alternately, so you right. don't even know. Turn so blue. That's another phrase he uses in one mm-hmm. or two other songs about things turning blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why know. this is a weird record. My, in my, in, when I was approaching this record, and you know I've listened to it over the years, but it definitely has this odd little spot in my mind because of the words. And I go, oh, that's that album that's got all those words that he that sort of are scattered through the thing like yeah. uh, like if you had a condiment it's almost like if you had like this made this condiment of these words and you had you know and you tossed it over the whole record and these things just fell in at different spots because that's that's how it's and that's why it has because talk 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 is a great record but i don't have that opinion of it at all it, i don't think that about it at all it's all very discreet songs and oh yeah i know all those songs right yeah i didn't realize it this actually apparently a tip for parents don't, if you have young children don't play this with them because if you don't want them to say stupid like the you always say okay, <laughs> oh, don't say stupid it's like this would be the wrong because i'll be yeah, saying carpet, stupid all the flowers time. Yeah, stupid, stupid. jesus stupid. It's, yeah. it's cute how he uh, ends a couple of the, the verses here, like, I'm in love with Frank Sinatra, fly me to the moon, and then the next one verse ends, I'm in love with the Supremes, oh, baby love. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Very yeah. clever. Oh. Well, the, the British, man, they're just clever. They have that cleverness. You indeed, know? indeed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you um, from songmeanings.com, uh, Falcotron again. He goes, when I first heard this song decades ago, I couldn't figure out whether Richard Butler was singing ironically about how stupid everything in both pop culture and underground culture was or singing his heartfelt praise to all of it but i think the answer uh, right, that's that kind of what you were saying john right <laughs> I, I i think i was influenced by him but i think I, the answer may be that it's both everything is stupid everything is meaningless that's the whole point of the entire album yeah worshiping yeah. pop culture is as insane as worshiping the bomb and andy warhol's factory is no better than a manufactured top 40 group it's an absurd nihilistic world but you can still have a good time there. Yeah. Wow. There exactly. you go. That's, That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Done. That, we should have had that guy just come on and take me and Rob's place. And John, admit it, John. That is you. That's your screen name. That's you. I wish. That's, that, that? no, that's, that's it. Funny. That's exactly. That's exactly what this. It's records a nihilistic, totally nihilistic record. All right. You get it. So, do you remember when I said that he comes across as someone that really not a fan of weddings? Let's listen to this next song, which is wedding song.
Yeah, that's a great. That's a that's a great. And the the really cool thing about that is is how they build the tension in there. Is that the bass is not playing the root note the of the the root chord of the the song. The bass is playing like a fourth below. So and you 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 can kind of subconsciously you know there's something weird going on because the bass never resolves to the chord that they're playing so it's under it's like it's it's doing something else and it plays that one note the entire song um it's it's intense and it's strange and it's this record is more kind of avant-garde than it gets credit for i think in a lot of ways um you know you never think of the psychedelic furs as sort of being like avant-garde you think of them as because they had pop hits and stuff and they were you know um, that's just a new wave band or whatever right they weren't pil they weren't you know Susie, or they weren't it's funny you know what it's barry it's funny you mentioned pil because i was thinking now with john when you were saying you love his phrasing another guy that's a great phraser obviously is john lyden he's great at phrasing and it's sort of this song i kind of reminded me of him yeah, and they were uh, contemporaries for sure, but de- definitely similar. Someone else uh, was very. And the good. intro and the, the drum intro to this definitely is a um, is an homage to Martin Hannett, Joy Division. The way those drums sound at the beginning is like, oh, that could be a you know, that's a Joy yeah. Division intro. Oh, okay. And actually, if you noticed on not on this version, but on the American version, there is one song I forget which one that is produced by Martin. They did have Martin Hannett actually produce the song. Uh, Susan Strange uh, on is on the American, American one, I think. Is that's the extra song on the? Um, it might be the one produced by. Yeah. Um, Soap commercials also on the U.S. one and not on the U.K. one. Oh right, right, right. right. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So again, uh, we're useless. Uh, make yeah. a line of useless women. Make a line yeah. of useless men. <laughs> yeah. It's a concept album. This is the. It's this is a weird concept album because okay. it everything the whole record feels. If you you go through it, it feels the same. The whole record feels the same, and it feels kind of like the cover looks. And it's so this. That's why yeah. the, it's got that weird place in my mind. Is is because of that it's the it's the you know all right so i'm curious with you i would love to hear you guys because i this next song i really like but i do not know what he's on about in this song i don't know i wish i did so maybe you guys have a uh, have a clue but let's listen to uh black's radio This one's a little different lyrically in that he's um, 
doing a character instead of just being Richard Butler, you know, um, tossing uh, shade on Western societies. On everything. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's telling a story. And if it wasn't for the blacks in the South, my father's refrigerator factory would have closed down. So this is like something, you know what? This is shit he's heard somebody say, and he's working this into a song. This is somebody he knows. It's like uh, the 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 uh, the the woman, the the girl in Common People that he picks up at the bar. You know, it's that sort of thing where he's relaying what this person has uh, is is talking about. Yeah, probably, probably. That's the, that's good. I get that. What do What do you think, John? He's kind of all over the place in this song. Um, True. Some some lines crack me up. Uh, the the pair of lines when I went for a job, I had to trade in my hair and think of ideas in a Parker Knoll chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he names the office furniture right. company. Very specific. Yeah. Yes, like, yeah. probably knows that. <laughs> but then uh, you know, again, we have the stupid and the stupid and the meaningless drivel. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. And, 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 and even the at the end, the, the stupid and the people and the meaningless lyric. Yep. Ah. So maybe he's throwing a little shade on him. Maybe he's throwing a little shade on himself there, right? Right. Um, okay. I'll love you till the world stops spinning. That kind of harkens back to the other song. It does. Yes. We love All they you. need, and they're probably spinning on a carpet. You didn't mention a carpet, but they're probably spinning on a carpet. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Wait, let me look. Uh, he does. T- well, dancing was in the third line of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, it's a concept. Yeah. Album. It, it's yeah, it is, but it but it uh, but it's great. It it really is. Uh, it just uh, you know he does lyrics do what they're supposed to do. They kind of sort of give you a feeling and they paint a picture and they leave you a little guessing on you know on what he's actually going on about. But you're you're probably uh, you're probably on the right track, Barry, when you say it's just things he's heard and maybe you know yeah. come across his friends. And, you know, somebody goes for a job interview. and he's throwing it all together. He's putting it all in yeah, like a you know. stew. I had to think Some, of ideas while you you know see you know like you're going for if like maybe yeah. especially if you're working for an ad agency or something mm-hmm. and you go in for an interview and you're sitting in the lobby and you're like oh you know what am I gonna I gotta be clever so I mean I mean let me think of something clever to come yeah. to that's what some I that's me every day before it, our uh, podcast <laughs> yeah right <laughs> some some of the oddest lines in the on the album I think jealous trees call you Denny. Even the trees seem to whisper, Denny. He says it second time, but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> seem to whisper, Denny. What? It's like, what I don't even fuck? know what's yeah. going on. Like, yeah. you know, like somebody's high, yep. I think. Right? Yeah, probably. Um, all right, so we get to the we get to the final song on, on, the, on, Eng- the, on the UK British, version on the UK right. record, and this is where you see the for, uh, the Lou Reed for me. Oh, yeah. uh, definitely the Lou Reed influence in the lyrics, and it's definitely he's heard. Uh, White light, white heat, for of sure. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, but this, oh, I, I just, I, 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 I love this because it's a great. Uh, so, John, this is the album you had ended with this, right? Yes. Yeah, because it's a great, just noisy, uh, uh, crashing, noisy song, and it kind of, it, it's, it's such a change from the beginning of the record, you know, to this. Yeah, and and like the. I didn't think about it before, but you know the idea of this sounding almost like a live performance. 
Um, you know, at the end, like, you know, it's done and they kick over the drums and stuff. Exactly, exactly. So let's, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's listen to the, the little bit of flowers. That's probably, I don't know, that Paulson, you know. Um, and and the white light, white heat, he says, he says, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we cut his oh, eyes yeah, with right, razor right, blades right. and out of him comes foul white light. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, and it's yeah. just that whole vibe, man. White light. They cut him, they cut him all over the place. They cut his eyes, face. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teeth. So, yeah. again, very, avant- <laughs> very avant-garde. And, like, Barry, I think you're right. I think people maybe didn't give them credit, but this record is very avant-garde. And maybe if you know – people may, may only know of Psychedelic First from their later – Oh, films, sure. Like, Love My Love Way. My way. And, and their oh, hits. yeah, sure. And you – I mean – yeah, right. Which is great. I mean, that's a that, that's a great song. But yeah, check this record out. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's just really. It's a trip. A, this record is a it's a fucking trip. And for a band to just come out with this, this is their first record. This is a this is a monster record. It yeah. Really is. And the thing I was gonna say before was, like, I was yeah. I've been you know we all have a little extra time on our hands. So I was watching and there's um, cabinet of Dr. Caligari and there's like a recent remaster of that you know. And that's what he looks like. Is the is the um, the Nosferatu? Uh, Nosfer- no, no. Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. It's he's actually got a um, this zombie that he. Um, oh, oh, right, and right, he, right, 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 Richard right. Butler reminds me of the of the zombie who is actually very <laughs> handsome. This very handsome guy in this. You know, he opens the cabinet and there's right, this sort right, of right. but pale and you know I can yeah. see that is the model for his character on this record. <laughs> In this song, he says, um, flowers all around his feet, oh, sure. his heart. If you take the needles out, his body falls apart. <laughs> I can't imagine what yeah. that means. Yeah, right. Well, you know. <laughs> that's great, though. That's some, that's some great lyrics right there. That sure. really is. Yeah. Somebody, some junkie, I guess. Uh, or, yeah, or maybe, yeah. or, or somebody, you know, or somebody who's, uh, you know, a, a Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster take the pins out and his body falls apart you know or H.P. Uh, Lovecraft didn't H.P. Lovecraft have the, the pin the guy with the pins and everything it's not H.P. Lovecraft oh you're thinking of Hellraiser yeah right yeah but isn't that from, well, adapted from H.P. Lovecraft I don't know if it's exactly from Lovecraft but it's Lovecraftian for sure but oh no I've been drinking aged uh, rum this whole good show, on so. you good for you have you guys heard the demo version of this song mm. oh oh, oh I see, it, it, yeah I see it here 
Should we play oh, a little? I'll play a little of it. should, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Sounds to me, I don't know if it should, should I say it now or should I say it after? To well, me, no, say it because they're play it underneath. like the opening track, India. So as as it's co- going along, I, like in my head, I'm kind of going, India, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I can see it uh, coming in. And um, yeah. so it's almost like they split one song into two or something. Could oh, be. okay, Certainly, okay. yeah. Yeah, well, the band, like I said, the band's credited with all the music in there, so I'm sure a lot of these songs especially were organic sort of band all playing together, and it definitely does have a very live feel. The whole record does. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Do you have time to play the demo or not? Sure. Well, yeah. he'll, he'll play it. I'll, play, I'll, I'll, play, it, I'll play it underneath. You'll be while while we're while we're having this conversation, I'll magically play it underneath the uh, underneath the. Um, yes. And maybe we'll get and maybe we'll get a cease and desist letter from. Uh, <clears> no, <throat> like we no. haven't. <laughs> don't even say that <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we haven't. We haven't. Know, yeah, right? no. nah, so far. Hey, it's all. Uh, what's it called? Um, Fair use. Yeah, there you go. Thank That's you. I knew John would come up with that. We, this is what uh, passes for journalism, music well, journalism. Well, thank you. Uh, what, the only question, John, is what eponymous debut record will you bring next to us? That's the question. Wow. That's like your uh, thing. But um, yeah. now we'll think about it. You got time. That one. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, we 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 definitely owe you a uh, a live at Laser Wolf once. We this, do. The whole thing yes, we do. Over, so we owe you one of those. Indeed. But, uh, no worries. We appreciate you coming on and bringing this record and my pleasure guys glad yeah. to be on yes yes john podcast obviously and thanks thank and you john also because i think you got shuffled around you got you got because of the other events as well i think you i there was yeah we had some british oh, guests, some the, guests from england and we thought yeah now it's just uh they're, they're going oh, was the, the leon russell right thing now. no the leon russell thing was oh we that came in yeah that's true that's true I forgot. Yeah. but john's a good sport what the hell like you said what else what else do we have to do now um but <laughs> thank you guys we, uh, we <laughs> yeah, thank thanks, john you all uh for continuing to listen and we hope we uh we hope you guys are all you know doing good and keeping sane and staying yep. safe go and, stand uh, out on your porch we hope we bring you know we bring just a, a little joy uh, to your life doing these uh, these dumb shows and, and if they do go to patreon.com slash trgmh <laughs> thank you John thank you John. as little as a dollar a month a dollar you can month feel good about supporting I... something you like that's, there you, that's right you know John you know what today you're, you're today the, I almost like you more than Trish now I think because Trish yeah. didn't do that eh, I don't know <laughs> I kicked five bucks to Wikipedia today so you guys you know Oh, look at you. Well, you got that uh, that check, that stimulus check, right? <laughs> Actually, we did we did get our check, I guess. I know you did. Believe me, I know. I yeah. know everything. All right. So, once again, thank you all for listening. In case anyone hasn't figured listening. it out, Rob and my wife gossip. They have a gossip yeah. channel. Well, you it's know, totally we're, separate we're, from we're me. Jews. <laughs> they kibitz. <it. laughs> they yeah, certainly do. What, it's part of, it's our people. It's our heritage. It's what's what's kept us uh, going as a people all these uh, hundreds of years. Gossip. Yes, right. that's it. So, yeah, that's it. And and Chinese food. Um, all right. So, once again, uh, that is Barry Stock. And that's Rob Elba. And this is That Record Got Me High. Thanks again, John. We will see you guys next week. We are out. Patience, I know you've always known. You know that I'm a thief, so afraid to be alone. 
That was yeah. good. That we picked up steam as we rolled along. It was good. Kind of yeah, like yeah. a kind of like a started started kinda slow. Kind of like the record. <laughs> it, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a damn good album, though. It is. I forgot yeah, how good it is. It when, is. I I thought I wouldn't be familiar with a lot of it, but I realized, oh no, yeah, I remember this record. This is like such. But you forget how good a record is sometimes because you yeah. haven't heard it in years. You know. Yep. And I'm not 100 percent sure what the sequence is on the. Um, on the U.S. one, but I know, I, I you know I know it doesn't have Black's radio, and it does have Susan Strange and Soap commercial. Hold on, I'll look it up. Hold on. It's it's so funny. You know they did that though. They they would always think when they put it in America, they think, oh well, Americans won't get this, or they're like this. They always, and usually it's just it's go ahead stupid, and say it. You know, because, Americans are, Americans are stupid is what they're saying. So yeah, but it's dumb. <laughs> it's like as if anyone would know anyway. You know, it's so it's, it's American. Like, just put the record up. In the U.S. version, it goes uh, India, Sister Europe, and then they switch out uh, Imitation of Christ. They switch out Susan Strange, which is the one produced by Martin Hannett. Uh, and then uh-huh. Fall is fourth. And then at the end of side one, they put We Love You instead of Pulse. Right. Um, but this is, I mean, this is a really well-sequenced record as it is well, now. They must drop, they must, I think, for me. They must drop something off of the, they drop one off the, off the U.S. one. They drop off. So I see Flowers, Wedding Song, Pulse, Imitation of Christ. Then they add the soap commercial. Um, oh, they drop. They, yeah, they, they black, just drop Black's black, radio. Black, Black's radio. That's right. Black's radio, yeah. yeah which Although is like, I'll tell you what, I will say I do prefer the Clash, the U.S. Clash debut to the British. Me too. Movie, yeah. No, I do too. Right? Yeah, it's a better. But it's a better record. It's a bit. It's a better. It's record, got some. The, the the UK one had some filler songs that they never played again, or exactly, you know, just exactly, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wisely, both versions end with flowers. Right, yes, exactly. Right, killer, yeah, yeah, sure. Killer last, like you said, John. It's the throwing. Oh, uh, throwing um, but the the, but uh, did know. not know flowers not produced by Pulse. Neither Pulse nor Flowers were produced by Steve Lillywhite. Pulse and Flowers, two of my favorite songs on the record, produced by Howard Thompson, Ian Taylor, and the Psychedelic Furs. So I wonder if they were from an earlier. Um, well, Howard Thompson is the executive producer. <laughs> also. <laughs> Nice. I love how you just found yeah, that out after, all these, after 40 years. Look at mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, man. My pleasure, dudes. What's uh, what's coming next week? I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Because, I guess um, we should look and see you and know, figure out if um, they're going to do Rob, it. Rob, I was going to tell you, um, the drummer from Juliana Hatfield and from um, uh, Juni- and um, Bullet LaVolta, I'm friends with him. Steve suggested him, and I hit him up, and he was like, he said he wanted to maybe want to do the show, and so he okay. men- mentioned right. some records. But then, then he, he, I, I said, you know, hey, this, you know, that would be great, whatever you want. And I said, hey, you know, we got an opening, and then it's been cricket since then. So I'll hit him up tonight, Todd Phillips, and um, he's from Boston. Okay, I remember Bull. I've actually played with Bull of yeah, yeah, my yeah. band uh, up in Boston. Yeah, we played. So um, I, I'll twist his arm tonight and see if he wants to do next week. He wants to do. Away from me, I guess I'm wrong. 
Oh, oh.